Mionatan Razel before that with Hatov. That song, which uh, I played Dafka because Rav Daron is going to join us, was the centerpiece of an incredible night in Yerushalayim, uh, January the 1st. Yeah, right around the time when this whole virus started in China. Um, January the 1st, you may recall, an incredible night that we had uh, in uh, Yerushalayim. Um... Was it January 2nd? Maybe it was January 2nd. Anyway, <laughs> an incredible night we had in Yerushalayim where we were part of the Mizrahi World Seum. And that song with Yonatan Razel was the centerpiece of the big celebration, which was amazing. Speaking of Daron Peretz, he is, of course, the chief executive of the Mizrahi World Movement. And we have been nothing other than honored to have been uh, chosen, selected to have worked out to be partners in many ventures since he started at the uh, Mizrahi World Movement years ago. Harav Daron Peretz, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Always an honor and a privilege to be on your amazing program and an honor and privilege to have partnered with you, and we look forward to many more partnerships in the future. Thank you. An honor to be with you. I appreciate that. A couple of things before we get to the heart of our conversation. Um, we have uh, we were approached by Mizrahi, and and very often, uh, you know, partnerships are not easy. But we were approached by Mizrahi to actually do an on-air partnership and be part of your virtual Beit Midrash during this time of the coronavirus. It started literally two weeks ago, and it has worked out really well. And I'm I'm thrilled that so many people who are Mizrahi people out there are now getting a chance to tune into us on a daily basis. Kol HaKavod Rav Daron and to Rabbi Tarragon and everybody who's responsible for that. Thank you very much. Yes, a big shakach to Rav Tarragon and to our Johnny and Daniel and our whole staff team to really, you know, we, one has to adapt to the times. I think we're living in times which are, uh, nobody could possibly have expected this a number of years ago and a uh, number of months ago, a month years ago in December. And uh, we still, obviously, it's uncertain, and one doesn't know uh, where it's going and where it ends. I mean, we know things got it end in a good place, as I believe you know in the Haggadah. The real theme of Jewish history is always, yes, there's challenge, there's difficulty, there's pain, and there's uncertainty. But Baruch Hashem, it always lights at the end of the tunnel, heads heads to the position of Shvach and Shevach. And Bezat Hashem will come out of it in a much better, more balanced, more uh, in tune, more creative more connected world in, and healthier world in all senses, Bezrat Hashem. But of course, one of the things, of course, is when there's a changing world around one, one has to adapt. And of course, with so much of the world uh, becoming a Zoom world, you know, uh, and a world where we all sort of, you know, got to operate in digital platforms for the time being, we thought one way of indeed bringing an offering to include all of our branches around the world, which are in many different places around the world, would be a global WBM World Bank Midrash with learning and song and talk shows and and we're just thrilled that uh, we you know managed to put it together and of course what better way to start the day with uh, making sure that appearing live on our Facebook is JM in the AM with you Nachum so it's been an honour and privilege to kick our day off with your morning show and it's an honour and privilege for me to be uh, to be on it thank you well I appreciate that very much. We're going to talk about the the uh, the heart of this conversation, the incredible performance of the Mizrahi in the World Zionist Congress elections. But first, I thought of something that I really wanted to run by you. I'm curious. I'm curious about this adjustment. You say now we have to adjust. Uh, should I assume that there are tens of thousands of Pesach editions of Hamizrahi 
that normally are distributed to synagogues around the world. And now, of course, that that line of distribution is completely closed. Again, something nobody would ever have believed three weeks ago. Um, and, and, and frankly, you know, Rav Doron, I know this is going to sound, this is going to sound ridiculous. Frankly, I don't think I can go into this holiday without the Pesach edition of HaMizrahi. (laughs) Thank you very much. So just a few things. So firstly, we obviously are working first and foremost on a very good digital edition. What I mean by digital edition, it always appears online, but this way it's going to be very user-friendly that you can download any article that you want. Uh, you know, individual articles, a collection of articles, all, all of the, you know, the magazines. So it's obviously got to be in a very user-friendly, before, before the online version is the after-effect version for those who didn't get it. And, of course, close to 70,000 people worldwide uh, received it. So it was really just a secondary thing that now that has to be the main thing. So we're working on that. We are still finalizing. There are some countries where there may be some type of limited distribution depending on available, you know, depending on the setup in those countries. So uh, you may you may still get your edition. We just uh, I'm actually I haven't I have to just finalise what's happening in the New York area. I know things are not so simple there. Yeah. I don't know if there will be some type of you know limited distribution in some way. I actually not fully up to date, but the, in some countries there will be, and in others it'll just be the uh, other areas. It'll just be the, the printed uh, the the digital edition. Well, we look forward to it. Uh, the news, of course, that we've wanted to speak with you about over the last couple of weeks is the incredible performance of the uh, Orthodox Israel Coalition Mizrahi in the World Zionist elections. Now, uh, the statistics are amazing. Uh, First of all, a total of 21,698 votes significantly placed uh, a close second to the vote reform movement, which we know is always active and uh, and perform very well. And in partnership, you you made this point, so I don't think you mind I bring this up. You've made this point that that as far as you're concerned, uh, what might be most important is that our people vote uh, and that we have a strong block. With that in mind, Eretz HaKodesh at over 20,000 votes, you put it all together, and the Mizrahi and Eretz HaKodesh together have an overwhelming lead over any other combination. Are you satisfied with the results of this election? Yeah, excellent question. So there are a number of parts of the question, and I'll, I'll answer So. Firstly, we uh, we thrilled and very happy with the results of the Orthodox Israel Coalition. Um, Israeli vote for a number of reasons, and I'll just talk about that, and then I'll talk about the bigger picture, which I think is an incredible picture, and I'll speak about that as well. So, I think the fact that we got around 9,500 votes in 2015, the fact that it was 21,698, more than doubling in number, 150, 120% more for us is incredible. And we're thrilled that so many people came out and voted, and, you know, uh, it's, it's thrilling. Obvious, it's, what's amazing, of course, is the fact that, in general, the, the, the number of people who voted more than doubled, went from 56,000 to, uh, in 2015, to 123,000. So the numbers of overall votes was more than doubled. But most, almost all, not almost all, most organizations' uh, uh, slates did not double their numbers. Right. The reform movement only got 50% more, the conservative movement 50% more, Others more, others less. But to more than double our numbers, to make sure that, that you know that 21,700 people came out to vote, we're absolutely thrilled with, and we thrilled also with the partnerships. For us, this was a grassroots movement. It was it, 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 the, the religious Zionist movement in America 
is really a partnership, you know, driven by Mizrahi, of course, but a partnership with so many organizations, which this is their, uh, in many ways, their, their, their essence or a significant part of it, and have all come together. The fact that we had, of course, uh, OU and YU and Bernard Kiver and Amit and Young Israel and um, RCA and Torah Mitzion and uh, Torah and all the organizations which came together, and, uh, you know, local Mizrahi, RCA driving it, of course, that all these organizations, organizations came together to achieve that result we are we, we, we thrilled about and we thrilled that just like yourself and miriam where uh, you know we're um, ambassadors for us we've got very high level people hundred close to a thousand of high level ambassadors rabbinic leaders community leaders activists to be involved in this campaign so for us it's a grassroots movement it's the establishment it's bringing it together in support of israel so number one we are absolutely thrilled that the orthodox kick coalition is the second biggest slate from being the third biggest slate last time around. Now, as you say, you know, uh, 21,700. We've more than doubled our numbers with the second biggest slate. So in terms of that alone, we're absolutely thrilled. That's point number one. Right. Point number two, in terms of the bigger picture, has a number of important points. Um, this is the first time. Uh, I don't want to say in all of American Zionist history because I haven't studied it, but certainly in for many, many decades that the center-right orthodox traditional movements are the majority of the American Zionist establishment. It's never been. The other streams, the Reform and Conservatives and the other streams have really, for them, seen the World Zionist Congress as the the, the main way that they can impact what happens in Israel, and they've taken it very, very seriously, and the orthodox movement less so. And purely a, because they've taken it seriously, and B, as we know from a sheer numbers point of view, reform and conservative movements are significantly bigger than the Orthodox movement. And for that reason, they've, they've been well over 60% majority in the World Zionist Congress delegation from America. The fact that today, for the first time, Rav Nochum, to me, it's, it's a landmark. I would always compare it to the Mahapach of 1977 in those proportions when Begin came to power in 1977 after 30 years of a Labour-run government. And, and, and people woke up to something that nobody could have imagined, that there was now a center-right government. And not only that, it brought the religious parties, even though Mizrahi had also been part of the movement before, but right. the Haredi parties as well, and built really a strong, let's call it traditional right, uh, you know, orthodox-focused coalition was, uh, was an absolute game-changer. So for me, the fact that for the first time in uh, over many, many decades there, uh, the center-right, let's call it that, and Orthodox are, um, have so many votes. The majority of the American, uh, the American Zionist delegation is incredible. And I want to say, as you correctly said, the, the incredible um, results of an organization, the Eretz HaKodesh, which really wasn't around in the previous election and came forward and got around 20,000 votes, is really unbelievable. And if you just put the two Orthodox, meaning the two overtly Orthodox movements together, or the Orthodox Israel Coalition Eretz HaKodesh to have between them over 40,000 votes and, and uh, you know, 35, maybe even more percent of the votes uh, is, uh, yeah, a little bit more around that is unbe- unbelievable. So I think uh, it's historic in many ways. We're privileged to have played, have played a leading role in this, and we see it as a, a great landmark, and we're absolutely thrilled about what the future holds. Rav Daron Peretz is with us, Chief Executive World Mizrahi Movement, talking about the election. We're talking about the election. The results are out. As many of you know, it, uh, they became uh, available to us a week or two ago. And um, the Orthodox Israel Coalition did very well. By the way, Rav Daron, um, do you think that, that this was an important election as well in terms of motivating 
Jewish leadership, especially those in the OIC, um, to understand the importance of this election? Is this something that could last for five years and and this momentum uh, continue the next time around? Or is this going to have to start from a very, very um, a basic level um, five years from now? No, I think the former, and I want to actually, I just want to embellish that point, because I think you've, you've, you've touched on a point here, which to me is absolutely critical. We all know that these elections, as we used to term them, the most important elections you've never heard of, <laughs> uh, I think that is, yeah, I think that's changed. And the reason I think it's changed, I'll, I'll, I'll be open and put the cards on the table as I see them. I think the World Zionist Organization over the years has become, I want to choose the right words here, not as relevant as it could have been to many areas of, uh, of uh, diaspora jury. And it's for that reason that people very active in, in, in the survival and thriving of communities around the world have not been that engaged in these elections, because had they been, then anybody, everybody would have heard of it. So I believe what's happening now, um, Nahum, is what's happened, what often happens to many organizations, huge organizations as well, they go through a period where they sort of, you know, they're waning, they, they you know, they uh, or, or maintaining a certain level of, of um, you know, of existence, but not really transforming. And I think what I believe what is happening now, in fact, I just got off the phone with one of my, our, our, the, chair, the chair of our, uh, one of our Mizrahis around the world. He said he was following the American one very carefully. And he said, it's amazing. The resurgence is inspiring. The fact that more than double the amount of people have come out to vote, the fact that there's such a diverse representation now is inspiring. And him and I believe that this is the beginning of the revitalization of the World Zionist Organization bringing more grassroots movement into it, bringing a broader community into it. I actually think it's, it's the beginning of a new era. Um, and I do believe that uh, whatever's been built until now is just the beginning. It's not to be forgotten about and spoken about in five years' time, but to continue off this momentum and really ensuring that the World Zionist Movement and the parties which represent Zionism and certainly us which represent religious Zionism are um, you know, as active as can be, as well represented as can be, in the World Zionist Organization. And for me, here's the critical point, Nahum, holding the World Zionist Organization absolutely responsible uh, and answerable to its constituents around the world. And that I don't believe has happened enough because when an organization really only wakes up every five years and the delegates who put the people in power really only sort of come alive every five years, then then what happens in the interim? And sometimes what you happen is you have the existing organization functioning in its own bubble or even if not in its own bubble, functioning in a way that I, ha- I don't believe there's been enough reciprocal answerability, accountability to people around the world because they haven't been active enough. And I really believe now that there's grassroots movement and, and around the world and people, high-level le- high people from all across the Jewish community playing a role in these organizations, I believe it will hold them to a greater accountability to the branches around the world that they should be serving. And I believe for me, I believe it's a landmark moment and one which, if if we only if we had the same conversation again in five years' time and the momentum uh, uh, that, uh, doesn't keep going, then we really uh, we've missed the point. By the way, I think that uh, some of the, some of the momentum momentum pre-election over the last couple of years helped as well. I think that a lot of Orthodox leaders, as you suggested, maybe you, you said it a little nicer than I'm going to say it, but a lot of Orthodox leaders mm-hmm. were, were very skeptical about the uh, work being done and the efforts being made by the World Mizrahi Movement and, and did not always want to jump into the pool, so to speak, um, you know, and, and, uh, and be out there uh, to support the cause and to spread it around uh, through their community. And I think that 
because of the uh, the new type of attitude that you've brought to the organization, I think Orthodox leaders, rabbis, and others uh, were less hesitant to get involved. They understood that now the Mizrahi movement is very, very serious, no reason to be skeptical anymore. And uh, if you continue to keep those connections over the next five years, which I, you know, I, I laud the way you do that in terms of keeping everybody involved, uh, then I think you're right. I think next time around there'll just be you know, greater and greater momentum um, for uh, the election five years from now. The other thing I wanted to point out or ask, which um, I'm sure many people are wondering about, uh, in light of the current circumstances, uh, do, do we even know if the World Zionist Congress will convene this year? Well, we don't yet know. Um, we don't know otherwise. Meaning all of us, uh, you know, we know that it's supposed to be in October. Every day seems like a week at the moment. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, so, you know, certainly there's been no discussion about it. It hasn't yet been tabled to push it off. Um, it hasn't even been tabled. So who knows? Right now, the plan is for it to go ahead. But of course, uh, so the only update I can give is there hasn't been a tabled discussion about uh What's going to happen with it? As things stand right now, it will, you know, it's going ahead. You know, if we're in the same situation, hopefully not in the next month or two, then uh, there might be different decisions made. But it should be going ahead, um, you know, uh, hopefully. And just remember, there are also a number of countries around the world. This is only the American election, right? The results of this affect 152 of the 500 or so seats that there are. Right. Is the Israeli elections, which thankfully it looks like we're not going to a fourth election, thank God, <laughs> right. which means that the, the results of these elections will also impact on the makeup of the World Zionist Congress. And then the remaining piece is 170 seats from the other federations around the world, right. some of which are having elections, other which are, re are reaching agreements. So in the next couple of months, that all has to unfold. And I imagine sometime after Pesach there will be a decision regarding uh, the World Zionist Congress. Rev Daron Peretz is with us. Um, you know, we, we we spoke last week with Sivan Rahav Meir, and we and we rightfully made a very big deal about the fact that Mizrahi uh, paired up with her and her husband to send them as shlichim here to the U.S. Believe me, I'm sure you and all of us certainly wish things would have turned out a little better. She spent some of the time in our conversation just lamenting uh, all the places that she was supposed to go to that now she can't go to. Do you think when things go back to normal, there'll be an expansion of the Mizrahi, uh, let's call it Shliach program? Um, you know how excited American Jury was when the, she and her husband decided to come here for a few months. Do you think this is something that other personalities, especially the popular ones, and you have a lot of popular personalities associated with, with the Mizrahi. Do you think this is something that they may consider doing in the future? Look, I really hope so. I think the fact that Sivan and Yadidya, such high-profile people, uh, really were prepared to you know, move to America, discover America, make a difference to American jury is an amazing thing. Has this got the potential to you know, hopefully mushroom in positive directions and having other such people considering such a thing? I really hope so. That has been part of the over and above the actual, you know, thank God, the, the, the great value of having Sivan and Yadidya in and of themselves being shlichim and doing the job that they've done. We're hoping that, the, you know, the high-profile element of it will inspire others to do it, and certainly we would love to facilitate that. But um, I hope so. You know, we have to, you know, see what happens when the world, so to speak, gets back to normal, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, it's so hard. To, I mean, you know that all the shlichim of the Jewish agency have all been brought back, you know, right. shlichim from... I don't, you know, the Jewish agency, yeah. the Ministry of Education, have speaking all over the world. It's unbelievable. They're just, you know, every, so, so to speak, official shaliach of those national institutions has returned. 
and it's it's uh, and and particular and a particular um, countries they've returned even more officials. So it's it's quite a you know it's it's uh, right now it's uh, you know it's, you know the the physical schlichim will return and everything is more virtual. So we'll have to see how it all and I don't know if that impacts on how the year begins next year. Right. Tafshin So. A lot of things up in the air, but in principle, that's the thought. To and, and by the way, the be- yeah. and by the way, in New York as well, but 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 certainly outside of New York, some of the teachers, some of the young people that come in, I know there's shlichim for communities, and I'm not minimizing their role; it's very important. But some of the uh, some of the uh, representatives, men and women, who spend time in the schools, they make such a difference. They have such an impact on the schools in New York as well, but certainly around the country. And that would be a ter- yeah. that would be a terrible thing to lose. We have to hope for we have to hope for the day where regular travel is is back in our lives, <laughs> and that people can uh, absolutely <laughs> just so absolutely so yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Rav Daron Peretz is with us. Well, I, gu- I guess we could say Mazal Tov. You know, people who uh, who wanted to see the OIC, the Orthodox Israel Coalition, sweep to victory. Uh, you know, you kept our ex- you kept our expectations realistic, as you mentioned. I mean, we're talking about a, a, over a 100 percent increase in the number of votes, yeah. and obviously the number of people who went to the polls. Plus, of course, there are partners in this effort, both uh, ideological partners when it comes to the state of Israel and ideological partners when it comes to Orthodox Judaism. Uh, you know, who certainly uh, helped form a, uh, a an even larger coalition, and I think that's a major victory. And and and. We should mention one other thing that you know there are there are um, uh, blocks that automatically could bring in thousands of votes. Just the nature of how their community works, so the nature of how our community is, the modern Orthodox community and the Mizrahi community works, it's not generally like that, and it, may, it, it makes the effort it makes the effort even more difficult uh, to get this done and get yes. it and get it done right. So, kolakavod to all the organizations that really. Uh, made sure to promote this well and to convince people that it was worth the spending the few dollars to vote in the election. Absolutely, I think you you, you said it one hundred percent correctly. It's not a uh, there aren't natural blocks. Uh, our community, as a broader modern Orthodox religious Zionist community, has got diversity as well, and that uh, and you're appealing to sort of a uh, you know a broad sweep of our community. And yeah, it, it needed a, a strong grassroots effort with the organisations, with the ambassadors, with uh, those collectors as well. The people went out in community, community, a multi-pronged sort of campaign. Yeah. And as I say, we thrilled that there was all in all such an, an outstanding turnout, and we hope it's only the beginning. And I'll just say one other thing that, you know, one thing that also for me is very, very big is is getting to communities beyond our regular base. You know, so much of our activity, I have to say, having got involved in, in the American scene. It's very much in the Ashkenazi communities. Right. I've discovered huge, incredible Sephardi communities that you know, people know, but, but, but who are not formally uh, integrally involved in the religious Zionist movement. And, and, it's, and, it's, and people who so much want it, because you know, many of the Sephardi communities are just so naturally Zionistic. It's, it's in their blood. It's always been, you know, I always say that Herzl and the Zionist movement were really, uh, and Zionism essentially was a, a European phenomenon. It was a response to, Western Romantic nationalism and even creating this ism was an European construct. And a lot of these constructs actually didn't make it to the Spidey world, uh, you know, for good or for bad. And, and, and they're actually very, very naturally connected to Israel, not because of an ism, just because of, you know, um, because that's how it's always been. Yeah. And it's been amazing to see the natural Zionism there, huge Russian communities, as you know, uh, huge um, 
French-speaking and, 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 and Hebrew-speaking communities. There's a, there's a huge diverse world out there, which I think it really is uh, so appropriate. And for me, it's the beginning of our not only going to the, the traditional base, but really looking at the broader sweep of the American Jewish community and saying, how can love of Torah, Am Yisrael Yisrael, be as relevant, as transformative, as unifying as possible? And for me, I think it's the tip of the iceberg, and we're absolutely thrilled about this platform to build over the next number of years. Well said. Rav Daron, how different is Yom Ha'atzmaut going to be? It's going to be very different, of course. Instead of our Speakers Bureau, as you know, sending uh, around 100 speakers to the United States and around 200 all over the world. Uh, in all likelihood, it's going to be virtual this year. So as we speak, we're in the process of uh, finalizing details for our programming for Yom Azikaron, Yom Azikaron, Yom Yerushalayim. It's going to have to be different this year. And um, yeah, but I think what we, you know, every, every change is an opportunity. And right now we're going to be looking at how do we take this particular different reality one where we can uh, offer something different and special uh, at this time. So we, it's going to be different, but hopefully very special. Rev Daron, when you speak to your friends and family in South Africa, is it basically the same as what we're going through here and what you're going through in Israel? Yeah, in South Africa, we just had a three-week lockdown. They were a little bit uh, longer. They took, you know, it took its time in coming. It was a little bit delayed. Certainly Israel was very quickly on to it. So uh, as of, I think it was, Friday, there's been a three-week lockdown until after Pesach, so it's, uh, it's pretty similar. It's pretty similar to, to what's happening, yeah. I started the conversation about the Hamizrahi Pesach edition. Should I assume that anybody who's on your email list will be alerted to when it's available? Yes, absolutely. We will we will send it out in the coming days, 100%. Rav Daron, Mazal Tov on the election. Stay safe, stay healthy. We need you. We need your staff. We need your family. We need everybody <laughs> to be diligent about staying as healthy as possible as we continue uh, to do what we can for the state of Israel and the incredible uh, world Mizrahi. And thanks so much again for, for this partnership and for joining me this morning. It's an absolute pleasure, and again, just to our local branch, uh, the RZA, and to everyone on our side and on your side, I just want to say that we are enormously privileged to have the partnership with you and Miriam and the whole Nachum Siegel Network, and you should continue the amazing work you're doing. Lafitz, Torah, Israel, and building a deep and strong connection to the land and state of Israel. Amen. Amen. The great Rav Daron Peretz, Chief Executive, World Mizrahi Movement. I could speak to him all day. (laughs) He's amazing.